You are listening to Future Net Zero, a platform to help businesses and the wider community improve our lives and our planet by achieving net zero. In this podcast, can you really talk to the trees? Future Net Zero founder Sumit Bose speaks with Alicia Sharanat, CEO of Fold AI, a company that's trying to understand the ecosystem of forests. Using smart devices, they are literally listening to the trees. So what can this tell us about climate change? You're working on something which sounds really quite incredible, using sort of smart technology uh, to, to monitor forests. Can you talk me through what you've been doing? Because people think about sort of smart meters, think about you know, little devices, the internet of things, we've heard of that. But we generally think of it, you know, sticking it on a, an electricity meter or sticking it on a fridge or sticking it in your car. And that's how we, we work out information. But you're sort of using this technology to, 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 to work on a, a natural ecosystem, aren't you? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mostly it's used in uh, smart homes, as you said, or small devices that we all wear on us. And since forest is also our home, <laughs> we thought, okay, uh, what is it that uh, we still need to discover about forests around us and trees in general? Since we, you know, in the cities, we know more and more about all the interactions and flows and for all the um, city planners, there are so many tools that uh, they use in their everyday lives that forest managers and in general ecosystem managers don't have access to. And so where did the idea come from? Because come, you could say that actually, you know, Forests are quite maintained, you know, in, mainly in Europe, you know, they're maintained, they have authorities or local councils or local districts that look after them. They have forestry managers. What were you trying to achieve with trying to put this technology in there? As we started, we had no idea, to be honest, about forests. So we first uh, had to yeah, go there, walk a bit in, in the forest with foresters and uh, and uh, forest owners and ask them about the state of their forest and uh, what they were struggling with there. And uh, we also, of course, uh, read papers and uh, the press. And we realized that uh, on the one hand, they were still using very traditional uh, methods. And on the other hand, that you had these amazing resources and that we were only using or assessing, accounting for a tiny bit of these natural resources that we have there. And I'm talking about, you know, the fact that we always uh, measure the quality of the forest in wood terms, in timber, but not so much about the recreational value that it brings or the way it captures water for us or it cleans the air and there are these incredible animals, this soil, humus, all those things that are very valuable. So we thought, what about we build up a platform where we could assess those values and uh, trade off all those values, yes. So what are you doing? What are you monitoring? Tell me the things that your smart devices are monitoring in a forest. So we we gather many sensors that we put all together on one board, which we call nodes. And we we put a lot of those nodes in in the forest so that we create a network of those. And each and every one of them 
does uh, records about uh, climatic, uh, climatic uh, information like uh, temperature, humidity, but also the light and light spectrum. We also measure some molecules in the air. You know, there are so many volatile organic compounds that are emitted from the trees or the soil or all those mushrooms around. And we also measure through our microphones some uh, frequencies, which also gives us insights on uh, the biodiversity there. So you can listen to the forest, you can pick up a picture of that, and can you sort of <laughs> listen to the trees? I mean, kind of, you're a tree whisperer. Is that what's coming out? Because, you know, I'm joking aside, but you, you, we, we spoke earlier on the phone, and you said that there, there is almost like a, a rhythm to the trees as well that you've worked out from the data. Uh, yeah, that's true. Of course, this is our our dream to be the the trees whisperer. I, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know, science says that trees communicating, and uh, this statement is very important. We shouldn't just think about it as a fairy tale and uh, just go for this information. I think it's quite important. We think that through uh, you know AI and uh, in also machine learning. Uh, through all this intelligence, we could probably get some interesting insights from those trees. So you're, you're talking about, in, in, a, in a way of communicating, you could see if they're under stress, do they take up more water, that sort of thing. Is that, is that the sort of thing, so that how they're reacting to climatic changes? Yeah, so I, I will be, you know, very uh, simplistic in the way I, I can talk Please, about it. I'm but pretty yes, simple, just... yeah. <laughs> Let's imagine, so the summer 2020, uh, the drought uh, started very early and uh, the trees are kind of struggling to, you know, gather enough water from, <laughs> from the soil. They, they are capturing the water very, very far <laughs> deep in the soil. Um, you know, some trees, they need 500 liters water uh, per day. So it's uh, very hard to imagine how they can get that <laughs> currently. And yeah, they will just uh, send some uh, information, like some molecules in the air, um, you know, uh, carbons and, and sh sugar. They're, they're called terpenes uh, that's basically uh, informing about the stress. And most of the time, those are also readable from other uh, <laughs> species, uh, like insects which wow. can lead to what we have uh, sometimes here, for example, in, uh, in Europe, uh, pests uh, with bark beetles and, you know. So it's incredible. So that the trees can create sort of chemicals, hormones, whatever. We, we know these things exist and they release them and they trigger the, 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 the ecostructure around them, whether they be the anim animals or insects, you're saying. So it's all kind of one system that, that you can sort of monitor now. Yeah, exactly. So if the if the bug beetles can read this information and uh, take advantage out of it, saying like, okay, I, I can hear here th that the trees are in under stress, so let's go there. They will not defend themselves first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is something that uh, we humans should also uh, try and understand. What do you hope you can do with this science? I mean, I suppose the, the, the obvious thing is that we could possibly monitor the effect of our pollution on, you know, from a city into a nearby forest or things like that. Is that what your initial hopes are to use this technology? 
it, it wasn't really. Uh, of course, this could be one uh, one insight. Yeah, we were we were thinking the other way around. Like, uh, can we listen to this forest and uh, see uh, how? how resilient the forest is and where right. and uh, yeah. learning from those places where the forest is healthy saying okay this this is what a healthy forest look like so what should we as human do to make this yeah the state of the future forest so to say and of yes, course I, I mean forest is evolving so it could change over time this is why uh, our technology is thought to stay in the forest as a um, yeah monitoring system so we we send the information real time and any interesting event is then sent to us uh, saying a fire or pest or uh, yeah disturbances yeah and so how many forests have you put your nodes into? Is it just one forest or are there in a few around, around the European continent? Yeah, currently we have two uh, pilot projects that were running during the winter uh, since we wanted to test uh, how robust the hardware is in such conditions. Uh, yeah. yeah, this hardware has not been made for these uh, situations uh, and we had to adapt it, of course. So we had a forest in Germany and one other in France. It looks like, you know, like you say, what's really interesting is you can see what makes the forest better. And we all know how important trees are for, you know, fixing the carbon that's there, helping us with mm -hmm. uh, our, our global warming and the greenhouse effects. So what do you hope to, to find out how we can encourage forestry to work better to help the trees be more resilient is that what you hope this sort of studies will will start to indicate yeah i i can say uh that uh during uh, the reading of papers uh we learned a lot about uh the possible options that uh foresters have and in particular there is this climate smart forestry management that has been uh, theoretically <laughs> developed by uh, Nabur, and now I'm not sure uh, about uh, the pronunciation, but uh, <laughs> sorry for this author. No, don't worry. And the European Forest Institute there did quite a great job in assessing uh, how forests could uh, sequester more carbon and uh, at the same time uh, be more productive in other terms for other ecosystem services. would like to mention that they figured that by using this kind of management uh, by 2050 we could we could uh, sequester uh, 441 uh, megatons of CO2 which wow. is quite <laughs> interesting and this is the equivalent from uh, France and Italy's uh, current um, CO2 emissions. Do you think this technology obviously you're trying it and I assume these are sort of deciduous forests in in, in Europe yeah mm -hmm. Can, do you think it could apply once you start to get more forests more pilots and schemes going hopefully that you could then say could you try this in somewhere like the Amazon or could you try this in the... So we start to get an idea of different vegetation ecosystems and how they cope. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we really would like to create kind of a 
big database for for world forests. I think it's very important that we now start to gather knowledge and understand the ecosystems out there because we are just <laughs> touching all the planetary boundaries uh, yeah. uh, if if not yeah <laughs> worse and not knowing is really i think i think if there is one thing when when some someone asks me what what should we do about uh, climate change or about uh, world changes in general biodiversity loss i I just want to say, stay curious, uh, learn, watch, you know, observe. And uh, I think we have quite a lot of tools that can help us to get more insights. The computers are becoming very fast in analysis and understanding, and we should use this technology for this purpose. Why did you want to do this in the first place? Because your background is not in kind of... <laughs> <laughs> forestry is it i know we laughed about it i i'm i'm okay with you uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> with you making what, what, some what? jokes about my legal background <laughs> it's fine <laughs> it's true a lawyer uh, who suddenly decided, what, what, what what drove you to do this yeah i wanted justice for the world <laughs> so this is why i started law in the first place yeah and yeah being in a startup because this is where i i worked before I had some thoughts and, and during the days there I was uh, really upset about the fact that we were producing more, more hardware, more, more scrap basically that mm. had not enough of a purpose, let's put it like this. I thought that we should first look into the purpose and then see how we can lower the consumption. Yeah. This is this was the idea, but also we were scouts, <laughs> and Friedrich, my co-founder, and me, we were in love with the forest, literally. Right. And yes, we were sitting there uh, thinking, uh, "Look, uh, this world is at an edge that we really need to to become active there, proactive." Yes. And uh, sure. Yeah, this was the the first step <laughs> what's your hope for your project and i know you say you, you're in stale startup mode and you've got a couple of trials what do you hope this might achieve in the next few years i hope that we can gather more people around these purposes because there is not only one purpose but in general around better management of resources and that we can show as a small company, a really small company uh, with five people, that it is basically possible to bootstrap to this point and make a commercial business out of it. Yeah, basically saying to the world, like, look, this is not true that the economy should only run on old traditional companies, businesses, and it is actually possible to do cradle to cradle and to do a bio, real bio circular economy. I, I always laugh when I say this word because my, my co-founders are like, Alicia, this is bioeconomy or this is circular economy. <laughs> no, I think we need yeah. the both together. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think this is what we can aim for being a successful example and uh, we really try to be organic in the way we grow. I just want, it's not about 
scaling in the idea we have right now of scaling startuping. It's about scaling in ideas and in synergies, and it's not about competition. I, I guess we are a company that wants to cooperate more than compete. Yeah, and, and the goal is obviously, you know, looking after the, one of the most important resources on the planet, which is, which is our trees. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was. Uh, it was so sad this uh, summer that uh, we we just moved uh, with my family to another place, and I I started the season with very nice trees in front of the window, and after one uh, one and a half two months, they lost mm. their leaves, and I and I thought, wow, this is basically happening everywhere in front of the door. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Alicia, it's, it's a brilliant project. We're really, thanks for sharing it on Future Net Zero and best of luck with it. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, I was so, uh, yeah, I was so proud uh, that you basically just started the discussion and that I could be part of this incredible project you have. Excellent. All the best. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this Future Net Zero podcast. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to the website at www.futurenetzero.com. Future Net Zero. Better business, better planet.